Just a quick announcement at the top of the show. Movies is going to be recorded and released twice a week, every week, from this point going forward. Head on over to patreon.com slash so you don't miss a single episode, and you'll also be able to get exclusive access to series like After Dark, niche influential films of the 20th century, where each month I am going to be covering an underrated or overlooked film from the 20th century that had a lasting cultural impact that maybe isn't even noticed today. There's also Glue Addict, a reality television program starring myself and Hans, and also Jake and Jerry from Civic TV, and Kenny, America's favorite, from Comfort Systems, our sketch comedy series. Go on over there again, patreon.com slash lowers, $5 and up level. You're going to get a whole bunch of stuff, and I'm probably going to give you a little bit of insight on the making of our feature film that we've been working on for the past year, Mass State Lottery. Patreon.com slash lowers. Enjoy the show. I would only do an Ubol retrospective if we could get him as a guest. Okay. And he said no. Yeah. You did try, I right? I did ask. You did, yeah. I tried back in 2019 when the show was still fresh, and he said, uh, no, thank you. Well, what is he doing now? Uh, hopefully boxing critics. Maybe, <laughs> maybe now because of the pandemic and everything, he will be more open to doing it. Is he still on Twitter? Is he still uh, tweeting? I don't know. Let's see. Uh, what are your thoughts on the on the Mario Brothers movie, though? It's great. Quick, simple, and to the point. It's great. I, I haven't watched it in ages. I, I'm certainly due to revisit it, and I have a feeling it'll probably be the same takeaway that I had with Mortal Kombat 90. That's what I'm afraid of, yeah. I mean, we're, we're definitely going to do an episode on it, but uh, I, it's not... I, I, I think that if you just see it as a not super mario brothers movie it's an interesting 90s time capsule uh because it's so much of everything about it the aesthetics the the dialogue the way that they talk to each other you know the 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 it it, it's very much a a capsule of time it's not good uh but i i don't think it's it's not enjoyable to watch uh you know and and i think the last time I saw it was about what five years ago or something like that. I, I started revisiting just bat movies like that, and uh, I, I enjoyed my hour and a half with it. So I think you will be surprised by it. Uh, and uh, I'm I'm waiting for somebody to clean it up. There is somebody on YouTube who is doing a restoration out of the goodness of their own heart because I guess they have a 35 millimeter print, and they're going to put out a 4K unofficial. So people do this, and it, it, it's fascinating to me. And they're always. Uh, are a number of barriers between yourself and getting in touch with that person and having them send the copy. There's always passwords and it's like demonoid back in the early aughts, you know? Um, so I know that somebody's working on that. They did put out a trailer that they restored. Um, and it seems like that could be another thing where it has interesting aesthetics now, especially uh, to what you're speaking of, also the fact that it is in an extremely 90s movie with John Leguizamo and Dennis Hopper's like first bad guy role of the 90s before he does Speed and everything else. And uh, Bob Hoskins, right? Rest in peace. Yeah, he he's, dead? He's, he's dead. Right? He is dead. He oh. died of dementia or oh, something. Being, I don't know. He died a, of something bad. Being Italian. Uh, did you know <laughs> that Uwe Boll did that Holocaust movie? Yes, I did. Oh, have you seen it? No, I have, I don't watch his movie. The only movie of his that I've actually watched was uh, House of the Dead. Yeah, I saw it in the theater. Because 
Oof. Oh, yes. no. <laughs> I was because I, I didn't know. There's no IMDb when this shit came out. It's just, hey, I played that in the arcade. So this is going to be great. It's really not. <laughs> it's really bad. That was the first time I think I ordered a movie on pay-per-view and just could not <laughs> tolerate it. And I was like, I was young too. I think I was like 2001. So I was like 10 or 11 years old. And I ordered that. I pleaded with my mom to, to let me order that. Cause I liked, you know, Resident Evil and stuff. And I knew of that game yeah. uh, being similar and uh, I put it on and it was just the biggest piece of shit that I ever, even back then I knew this was an awful bad movie. I I'm I'm kind of interested in uh, in this Auschwitz movie just because of how tone deaf he usually is, mm. uh, and apparently there was a lot of backlash because he depicts the horrific crimes very in a very gruesome way. So, well, uh, maybe an episode of movies. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> Auschwitz. That. What's the name of the movie? Auschwitz. It's just Auschwitz. Yep, two thousand eleven. Okay. All right. Well, we'll 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 look into that. It's the ten year anniversary of Auschwitz. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck. Hold on. When did it come out? T- June tenth. We're pretty. Oh, time. <laughs> we are pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at the. No, never mind. I was gonna say, look at the. He plays a guard. All right. Uh, I was gonna say, look at the cast. Maybe he got. Of course he did. Of he, course no, he, he did. plays a guard. He, he, he plays a guard, but it's just a bunch of Germans. It's only a fight. One, two, three, four, five, eight people cast. Three of them uncredited. But <laughs> Uncredited. But huh? hold on. So here are the characters. SS guard, SS commander, SS guard, young boy, and boy's father. The other three okay, characters right. are uncredited. Oh, maybe not. Maybe let's not make an episode of this. <laughs> How about this? It depends. If it's over two hours, let's say maybe not. If it's under two hours, we have to. It's not even an hour and a half. It's one thirteen. That's really reasonable. Yeah. All right, I'm not. I'm not opposed to that. <laughs> That's the first Auschwitz movie to be under three hours. I think. I mean, it just gets to the point. Oh my God, he's in the cover too. Well, he's the star, right? He's the only name in the cast, I assume. <laughs> yeah. All right. So coming to a movies episode near you <laughs> in the near yeah. future, we balls. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing his name properly. Who gives a shit? I uh, actually think you did pronounce it uh, more accurately than I did. I think I just said it. Ooh, uh, ooh, ball. Ooh, balls. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I mean, he's still doing shit, right? He's still, he's right now. He has a. He did a. He's doing documentaries now. Okay. Uh, a boxing documentary what? called Boxing on himself. Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. There's no information at all. Um, I'm trying to. Uh, I'm going to pull up the trailer on my screen here just so i know what we're in for if we decide to do this unfortunately i can't share it i mean i I could share it if i held up my computer screen to the tv i'm not going to do that though you said it was 2011 yeah so do you think there's even a trailer for this movie on youtube Mm. it's not coming up recommended it says auschwitz 2020 auschwitz 
2021? No, 2011. Oh, wait a minute. I think it might be uploaded in its entirety on YouTube. Civic we TV. could do this for Civic TV. <laughs> oh, man. There's a movie, Escape from Auschwitz 2020. That's an hour and 20 minutes. What? Escape? That's... It- is that I don't think John that's Carpenter? <laughs> Escape from Auschwitz, that's the end of the trilogy? Yeah. Oh, that looks really bad. That poster looks really bad. Uh, Where does he find the funding for his movies? Oh, it opens with Yui Bull talk. I'm just playing the movie right now. Uh, he's in a blue shirt and he's talking. Nice. What is he get uh, funding? He's showing... He's showing actual dead bodies from the Holocaust in this opening. Nice. Just pictures or he bought some, is there footage? No, it's it's old stock footage that's been recolored. Let's see. Financing. His films have performed poorly at the box office. Uh, it doesn't say where he gets his fucking money from. Because they don't want to be known. They're probably drug smugglers who are like, all right, we got to transport 600000 uh, why don't we just put it into this production? He can use that. We'll pull it out. Oh, I don't know. He's retired? It says mm-hmm. that he's a restaurateur now. A restaurateur. It says that he's claims to have visited 120 Michelin-starred restaurants within the span of 10 years. So that makes him qualified, I guess, to have a restaurant. That's cool. I mean, I I don't doubt that. I know he he did. Jesus, there's just skinny dead bodies on the TV. <laughs> uh, I, I I did hear that he retired because he was fed up with people not understanding his films, and um, I didn't know he was doing documentaries. Uh, but uh, I you know the restaurant business that seems to be a trend for a lot of these filmmakers from Europe. I know Francis Ford Coppola is big into that, uh, in addition to his winery. Well, it's weird because it says that he's retired, but right now there's a project that is in post-production right now called Hanau. Uh, and it says the shows the night of terror, February 19th. That's my birthday. 2020, when a terrorist shot nine people in three locations, then drove home to kill his mother and himself. Is that real? I guess so. Uh, now it has some Hispanic kid with braces, and he said Hitler is a madman. Wait, is this Auschwitz thing a documentary, or is this real? I mean, not real. I mean, obviously <laughs> it's real, depending on who you ask. I mean. Uh, but is this is this like a scripted movie? Um, it says... There's Indian people. It says it's very, very uh, inclusive... Uh, concentration camp depicts the harsh reality of the process inside one of the most infamous nazi death camps by using brutally realistic imagery bookended by documentary footage as well as interviews with german teenage i'm not watching this all right uh, so it's like unsolved mysteries it's not a real movie about what they know it says interviews with german teenagers about what they know about the holocaust was well, just regular teenagers <laughs> hey what do you know about the holocaust oh we don't talk about this because it's germany this this would have been a terrible civic TV pick. Yeah. I, I'll I'll say that right now. I thought I thought this was going to be a very tasteless movie. 
Uh, and it might be for all I know, but it just seems to be a, a documentary where he acted in some of the reenactments. It says he effectively shows us how to, how depraved and sadistic life in camp could be. I'm sure he wrote that. Yes, of course he wrote that. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Yeah. Um, hey, let's yeah, talk no. about Mortal Kombat again. Did you rewatch Mortal Kombat Annihilation? No, but I had seen it recently. Recently, and it's past couple terrible. of years. Oh, it's 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 the worst thing. It's right? unwatchable. The last five ten minutes, where they go full CG and they think it's a great idea to just make them a dragon against uh what was it like a like a month? I don't even remember what the monsters were. And then it lasts for thirty seconds, and then they go back to being humans and fighting. Uh, it's it's uh, uh the perfect example of when you make something shitty and try to fix it with special effects, but there's no technology for it at all. So a lot right. is just really, really bad special effects. And it's, it's almost unwatchable. Yeah. It's, it's so bad. And I try, you know what? I was in a mortal Kombat mood after I rewatched the 95 one and I decided to check out cause HBO max has the, the TV show from the nineties. That's supposed to be a prequel to that film. Uh, which I think is just called Mortal Kombat Conquest. Is that Michael J. White? And right? No, 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 no. This is this is Mortal Kombat Legacy, which is what I checked out. And uh, the origin of that was, I believe, the director uh, had done a fan film, kind of like what Ari Shanker does with the Marvel projects and with Power Rangers, where they just went off and they did like a unauthorized adaptation of it for a little bit of money, and they got Michael J. White involved. And then Warner Brothers was impressed with that and decided to turn it into a web series. Originally, it was supposed to be a movie. They decided to make it a web series instead and released, uh, I think, two seasons of Mortal Kombat Legacy, which was about 12 episodes, I I think, a season, each one being about 10 minutes long. And the writing in these episodes is so unbelievably poor. It is unbelievable but it like, is unbelievable but like bad not enjoyable like 95 correct one? okay it is the most generic thing everything you were talking about that was the problem with the 95 one with character names being overused so you can become familiar with them uh it's a lot of that and a lot of like law and order svu style lines of dialogue where you know it's just like um oh god i'm trying to think like uh like fuck protocol this this is this isn't part of the protocol well yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. protocol yeah things like that i'm done playing by the rules it's time we use our own rules it's time we rewrite the rule book oh. it's just really really bad csi miami style uh talking <sighs> cringe yeah, no. real cringe never never watched it i i was never a huge fan of mortal kombat to be honest i've, I've, I've never been great at the game so i never really got into it i guess that much so i've I've never been a huge fan but i remember that series getting a lot of praise when it came out when it was when it was more difficult to find a web series you know where it wasn't as easy as i'm just going to google it like you had to go to their own website and or try to find it somewhere um sure but i never i remember there was also a warner channel tv show right with Kong Lao was the main character, wasn't it? That was that was TNT, I think, or USA. One of those cable networks did that in the nineties. That was Conquest, which is what I was talking about. I remember on that show they had an awful looking Sub Zero. Sub Zero was just like an egg 
egg-headed man, a white guy. Well, they did the unmasked. White fade paste. Right? Yes. Yeah. And that was oh. actually something that they decided to roll out for the Nintendo 64 game. Yeah. Uh, I they, they took that same look and applied it. I remember there was a big campaign for that video game at Blockbuster and in magazines, and that was supposed to be appealing. Really? It was a weird time. Yeah, it was well, it was around the time that oh, Batman and Robin came out, and they had Mr. Freeze looking essentially the same. Oh, yeah, I forgot that they took his mask off. It, that was Mortal Kombat 3, where he has no mask, and he has, like, a red line instead. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's... I didn't even know that was... Apparently, it's the same actor that played Sub-Zero in that series that played it in the video game. Uh, but, yeah, that sucks. It's pretty bad. It looks like. Uh, do you ever watch W Mac Masters? You're not no. familiar with W Mac Masters, so W Mac Masters. No, I'm not. Uh, it's like a a combination of uh, Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. Uh, so it was like a tournament uh, with characters that were kung fu fighters i guess but one of them was from like jamaica and the other one was american and then you have one that wears like a uh, a yellow thing he's chinese or japanese or whatever but they would have these fake power rangers like fights and it was like a tournament thing so it was like really young kids i think uh but it just reminded me of the costumes that they use in this thing because if you can google it right now it's wmac masters and it looks so bad <laughs> Uh, but I just remember loving that shit because there was nothing like it. And it was very similar to that type of video game that was very popular at the time, you know? Oh, I, I see what we're talking about here. This kind of reminds me of the, uh, you ever see the Double Dragon movie? Yes. Yeah. It's pretty much like yeah, that. Yeah. It's got a similar vibe and aesthetic to that. This is 97. Wow. That does not look like 1997. It looks like 1986. It looks very early 90s, like Three Ninjas. Yeah. Early yeah, yeah, yeah. 90s. Yeah. I love that shit. <laughs> that was my thing. Mac Masters. Uh, the worst thing was uh, living in a third world country, we never got a full season. So we will get like five, six episodes, not in order. Uh, and this happened with a lot of series, not just this, not in order. And then you just get to a point where it just has to restart. So a lot of the cartoons and a lot of the TV shows we get from the States that would just buy maybe, I don't know, a season or two seasons. And then you will watch that and you will get to a point or that end point. And then you tune in the next day and it's just restarted all over again. So, so Ooh, that made yeah. me so mad when I would watch uh, Dragon Ball Z. And yeah. it was like right at the, it was the final saga. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. the Boo saga. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was like, all right, I'm ready to see who lives and who dies. Everything's on the line. The planet just blew yep. up or whatever. And uh, Cartoon Network did not have um the renew order just yet oh, okay so no 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 it wasn't gt it wasn't gt they i i don't even think they were recording the audio for gt in america yet okay. uh you could only get the the boo saga and and everything that followed on video on dvd so i had to buy like in twenty dollars yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah well I, I think at that point they did have the english audio but it was like we gotta roll this out next fall and it's like spring it's like april and i'm like well, yeah. what, what? No, no, no. I got to find out now. I want to find out now. And so, that, you know, they cut back to like Goku learning how to drive a car and fun episodes. Like yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. Different when... voice actors. Oh, yeah. It, it pissed well, me off so much. That was my life. That was my life growing up. Because every. <laughs> With every show. Every show. Uh, uh, yeah, every single one of them. Uh, 
until uh, cable came in and then you had channels like the Warner Channel or Sony Entertainment Television who would actually have a full series and then you could watch the full thing. But yeah, my, my growing up years was just liking cartoons that I could never know what was going on in them because whatever would happen here, like the next episode is completely different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, have you heard that Dave Smith is running for president? Oh, is he? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I just, I, I it was recommended on YouTube. He's on uh, Tim Pool's show tonight. Wow. Uh, he mentioned on Rogan he's going to run for president in 2024. That's cool. I mean, he's going to lose to Trump, but. Yeah, I hope. <laughs> I, shouldn't be, I shouldn't be political on this show, but we'll we'll see what happens. Um, anyway, do we have anything else? I mean, what? How would you? How would you fix Mortal Kombat if you were to? Let's. I want to go back to the idea of a shared universe here. Now, turns out Street Fighter is owned by 20th Century Fox, which was bought out by Disney, so that's now a Disney property. That's not happening, probably. Okay. Uh, they do own Tekken. So you could do Mortal Kombat, but Tekken's, you don't have the name recognition that Street Fighter has. No. That was always like uh, the third party fighting game. It's like the real, the real dorks will play that. <laughs> the real <Yeah>. nerds. <laughs> I was you a King do, of Fighters uh, nerd, so I was worse. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, what was the? Uh, it was Marvel versus Street Fighter, yeah. Or like Capcom versus it turned into like Capcom versus Marvel. <clears throat> the first one was X Men, um, X Men versus Street Fighter, I think, or X Men versus Marvel or something like that. And then it, it's yeah, it evolved, evolved from that. Yeah. So Disney could do that if they wanted to. They're not going to do that. That would make no sense to incorporate Street Fighter <laughs> into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mega Man fighting Spider Man. <laughs> that that wouldn't be terrible. Um, I think you could do Twisted Metal with Mortal Kombat. That's kind of a similar idea. There's a Jack-style character in that with the, what is just his name? The black Axel? guy. He's just the one black guy with wheels on his hands. But his, his vehicle made no sense for, uh, again, a fighting competition between cars because How he's just shooting? got two wheels Yeah, and he's, he's his entire body's exposed. It's like very, very easy to take this guy out. How would you fix the new Mortal Kombat? I think get rid of Cole first. That's the main thing. Um, or sure. if you're going to have Cole, make him an actual character, not just a blank slate with nothing. And get an actor that can act. An actor that has charisma, that's interesting to watch. Not just a um, non... What, what is the, the gray face uh, with no expression meme thing what was uh, that called the npc yes because that's what NPC that character, character. is yeah Definitely. so get rid of that one get rid of him and i'm not saying to focus on on Liu kang because maybe you want to change it sure but at least i think johnny cage i think you get one johnny of the cage. characters and focus on on yeah i mean that he he was definitely missed in this one uh especially because of the 95 one was one of the main characters, uh, one of the worst offenders when it comes to buy dialogue too. But for whatever reason, he pulled it off. Like for whatever reason, it worked with that character just because of who the character was. So it didn't bother me at all. Uh, Did you like how, you how easily I mean, I persuaded he was into joining the tournament in the 95 one where just like his ex, like master or whatever shows up and is like, Oh, there's a fighting turn. <laughs> What does he say? He's like, I'm tired of people not taking me seriously as a fighter. 
he's like, well, there's yeah. a tournament coming up. You all said you like, one catch. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, you, but yeah. you have to come with me tonight. And he's like, I'll do it. Yeah. And then that's just it. And it turns well, out to be it the bad I thought guy. it was, oh, oh right, Shenzong. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, it's a 90s movie. I don't think anyone gave a fuck about that in those type of movies in the 90s, uh, where it's like pretty much driven by name recognition, you know? So who cares? Uh, I say, think you got to get... You get Matthew McConaughey to play Johnny Cage. I, I, I mean, I could. Mm, no, he's supposed to be from California, right? He would have to change his yeah, accent. It doesn't matter. You know, you can, you can. No, you get, you get, you get Adam Devine from uh, <laughs> from what is it show? Uh, Workaholics. Workaholics. No, that's that's actually going to happen i guarantee you. something like they'll they'll take a they'll take a position like that where it's like jack black is johnny cage i mean listen kumal nanjiani is a marvel hero now so anything can happen you know any comedian Patton oswald is going to be the next superman he's going to get in shape he's going to grow seven inches uh, he's going to stop murdering women he's going to and... paint himself black <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 the new superman right um but i think that that's my biggest issue my biggest issue is that there's not much of a focus on a specific character or a specific thing uh you have to figure out if you want the tournament to happen or not because we're not sure in this one um and uh no cole at all and if you're going to use sub-zero and scorpion in a rivals for uh centuries way then use them throughout the movie not just at the beginning at the end because then he loses all the punch that he might get when he shows up again because why would you know it's been an hour since i didn't i didn't mind the scorpion reveal because i wasn't anticipating that and maybe it was just because i zoned out or something in the middle but i didn't expect (laughs) the the storyline at the beginning to come back uh and have that character be scorpion i thought uh they might have been I don't know, setting up Cole or something for, for one of those types of characters and did what, like a, a Robin John Blake <laughs> deal. What did, what, what did uh, Cole do in the entire movie that was either impressive or that made you think, all right, yeah, another one with this guy. He sucks at fighting because he, we see him lose. At the end, to fight Chan Song, he has to team up with Scorpion, right? Or no, not to fight Chan Song, to fight some... Again, my memory is uh, blurry, but I remember that he had to tag team with someone to fight someone else. So it wasn't that he just defeated him by himself, even though he was wearing his magic sweater, right? Mm-hmm. So like, what's the point of this character at all? Why would anyone give a fuck about him, you know? To annoy you, to just be a boring <laughs> sack of shit on the screen for yeah. two hours, for two for two hours too long. This should not have been... I mean, actually, it it wasn't even long necessarily as far as like new movies go, but it felt too long. Yeah, and that's maybe the the, the biggest problem I think with this movie, uh, and it does take itself a little too seriously at some points. Um, I don't know. I think a good way to go would be to kill that character off first in the tournament to totally misdirect the audience. He's <laughs> up first. He'll be facing some nobody character, and he just gets brutalized. And we change the perspective over to. Uh, one of the original three from the 95 one. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they're going to do a tournament? Do you think they're going to do a tournament on the second one? Or do you think they're going to hold it off? For the- yeah. Okay. They, I, I think they would be, I mean, look, they might be stupid. 
Uh, they they planned a whole trilogy around Amazing Spider-Man when there was no enthusiasm for that first movie. And there was just like barely <sighs> enough money that was made back. So yes. I, I I you know don't doubt the 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 ignorance of some of these executives and the creatives involved uh, and their anticipation for success. Yeah. So Mortal Kombat. Um, it's it's not. Good. Would you recommend? Would you? You wouldn't recommend it then. It depends on the person. I think. I think there's a specific type of person that can enjoy this and just turn their brain off and enjoy the deaths and enjoy the what it is to enjoy it. I guess uh, to enjoy. I guess. But if if you're someone like us that is almost autistic <laughs> when it comes to shit like this, it's a really mm-hmm. tough sit you know it's a it's a tough watch because of how long it feels it felt i think godzilla versus kong is what like two hours and change right it's longer than this i think yeah it is yeah this is only an hour and 40 minutes or 50 minutes oh wow okay i thought it was two uh so that one even though it was longer uh just because it kept things moving along it didn't feel as long as this one uh i just think that there's in the middle for this movie there's just so much that doesn't matter or doesn't do anything for the story that it could be i don't know 10 20 minutes shorter even uh and it might make it you know more engaging than what ended up being but i'll I'll tell you what i didn't hate this movie i didn't have a particularly negative time with it but i also uh, it's there i think that there's (laughs) yeah it's it's just it is what it is you know i i was expecting something really terrible which i do with every video game movie yeah and i think it definitely lags in the middle even in the beginning too where Mm -hmm. i think that you wind up with the most investment in the characters in that opening act even if it is kind of dull uh it's it's fine it's honestly fine it's not as good as the original 95 one it's not nearly as bad as the annihilation sequel um let me ask you something as far as so this is this is one of those movie of the month that hbo max are making right right yeah does this give you any hope for future movies being any good it depends i don't think that this is a particular this is probably the worst movie that they've released where it's like the big movie right uh which is what i was getting to i think uh you 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 know if you discount Wonder Woman 84 and the little things and Judas and the Black Messiah, right? Because those two films also were kind of Oscar bait. Although the little things was more, that was like a send up of nineties crime films. Uh, I don't know if I'd necessarily put that in the Oscar bait category, even though it was shopped out for, you know, the award ceremonies. Right. If you look at Zack Snyder's justice league is the, the beginning of that. And then you move into Kong versus Godzilla, and there's a decline from that to that. And then you go from Kong versus Godzilla to this. It seems like there's a clear trajectory that you're you're removing any sort of interesting creative component and leaning more into commercialism with each month. Um, and so I do think this is probably the weakest thus far of the HBO Max releases, but um, it's not it's not bad bad. It's just it's not good. What is this month's release? Uh, it was this, wasn't it? Or oh, are you talking about May? Yeah. Um, it's 7th of May already, Loris. <laughs> You're aware? Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's the 7th. It, it's still March 2020 I, in my head. But, yeah, I thought, 
I saw that today before I started working. It's the fucking seventh. I was like, I thought it was like May second. Like it's been already a week after that. Yeah, but I I haven't heard anything. Like Mortal Kombat was the last quote unquote big one, I guess. But now, like what? I don't know. I don't know if they have anything coming out this month. It might be nothing. It might be Generation, the trans kids show. Oh wait, it's Michael Che's TV show. That'll be great. There's a Michael Che TV show. He's got um he's got a yeah, he's got a sketch comedy show or something where he's gonna be his, you know, low energy self. That sounds great. Sounds uh sounds like SNL. Oh, hold on a second. We do have a movie this month. We we have an Angelina Jolie film called Those Who Wish Me Dead, May fourteenth. Right. That sounds good. I don't know anything about this, so I don't know if it's going to be good or bad. Or uh, yeah, it could go either way. They do have Barry Lyndon on streaming, so if it's bad, you should just watch Barry Lyndon. I just re- read a headline from the Los Angeles Times that completely dunked on Michael Che. It says Michael Che says that he knows funny. SNL and his new sketch show suggest otherwise. So it didn't go great. I'm assuming. That that uh, Michael maybe. Che, that's what it's called. But we don't know if they're saying that because he's actually being funny or not. They'll attack any comedian who's trying to tell jokes that are not activism oriented. To be fair, I'm not going to support the Los Angeles Times and either allow. Yeah, fuck ads. the. Why would, there's no reason to listen to the Los Angeles <laughs> Times in general, especially when it comes to comedy. When when have journalist opinions ever mattered as far as comedy goes? What do you think about? Um, Elon Musk um, hosting SNL and Bowen Yang being against being on this show because Elon Musk is a racist, so he's not going to be on the show. Wait, because, he's... Uh, what, what's his name? U.H. guy. What's his name? Uh, main main SNL guy? I forgot his name. The main SNL guy. Keenan Thompson. No, the producer. Old guy. Oh, Lauren Michaels. Lauren Michaels said, well, we can't force our performance to be in it if they're uncomfortable with... He didn't say shit. He's 80 (laughs) years old. He's not involved. (laughs) Look, Lauren Michaels has one idea of what SNL is and is supposed to be, and Lauren Michaels is correct in that, but he's too old, and it's gone on too long, and so you have a lot of, like, middlemen who have risen into the ranks of, uh, like, essentially directing the show. They're the showrunners. And they do Lauren's job for him. And that's why this show has taken the direction it has. So Lauren's oblivious. He doesn't know what's happening, I'm sure. He's enjoying himself in the Caribbean, Jack Nicholson style. It's these uh, New York elitists who have been working in the industry for 15 years and have a particular persuasion that goes politics over comedy. And that's why you have that. So if Bowen Yang is bowing out of that, well, he's just a wimp. I don't know what to tell you. I don't. I don't. I don't even understand what is controversial about Elon Musk. Anyway, I know he called that diver that saved the kids in Thailand a pedophile. He was like, "Why? Why do you live in Thailand anyway?" Hmm? And he's probably right. He's probably one hundred percent correct. If you're a white middle aged man in Thailand, sorry, Ooh, you yeah. look suspicious. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's suspect that you want to go to a country where women are half the size as where you're from. That is weird. Um, yeah, eighty Bryant. Um, and uh, Bowen Yang apparently had an issue with it. What a hog. What a hog <laughs> Andy Bryant is. God. 
She, I, I'm, I, you know, and Bo and Yang, he's he's like not the worst in terms of. Uh, like, I don't think he actually had. He stinks. Uh, he's terrible. He's, he's he, look. He's stinks. not. He's not as is. That they somebody like Colin Joe's. Okay. Mm. All right. Fair enough. Because Colin he's supposed Jones. to be funny, right? Colin Jones is supposed to be like this brilliant writer that everyone respects because he's really funny. And then you watch SNL and you're like, where is that? Where did it go? Where head writer and this things. He doesn't have like a performance <clears throat> to his, like he doesn't have a particular character to his comedy either. He's just kind of like Seth Meyers light where he gives like a very direct <sighs> delivery of comedy lines. And we're supposed to find it funny because it's coming out of his blocky face i don't i don't care about colin joe's whatsoever he was in coming to america too and he sucked in that as well uh I didn't get that just far. uh didn't get far enough that was to like see the him. first 10 minutes that was that was really <laughs> early on all right I don't he's he's one of the worst like uh, at least bowen yang has a personality to him even if he's just doing like bobby trendy from the anna nicole show from 25 years ago yeah i i mean i, I that show should have just died like 10 years ago like it's just like, I guess there's enough people in the United States that can keep it afloat by watching it. But what is, who goes to SNL? Oh, fuck, I hate I hate saying things like this because that's m- like my sphere and like people that I interact with. But I know that there's millions of Americans who love this type of shit, who religiously sit every Saturday to watch what funny joke they're going to make on snl this week about what's been happening and oh is jim carrey going to be joe biden again you know i know that there's a lot of people that actually enjoy that type of shit which is why it still exists so i hate saying that you know this show should have died or that no one is watching it because i'm i'm sure they are but jesus fuck like What's the, what's the most memorable sketch that you can think of in the past five years that didn't have like louis ck or kevin hart in it no. It's just Alec Baldwin's Trump. That's all. That's the only thing that kept it relevant, and they shoehorned it into the Emmys, where they made it this this culturally important thing, this critically significant piece of work. Saturday Night Live, you know, for forty years it hadn't been. It hadn't been given the due respect of you know Jim John Belushi. Excuse me, Jim Belushi too was on the show. Yeah. John Belushi doing a samurai character and Dyson open a watermelon and Chevy Chase falling down and Eddie Murphy doing Gumby. Um, or not all the, these classic the, bits. The crackhead what was the crackhead. Uh, um, Mr. Robinson's neighborhood. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. Or any good Will Ferrell character, Did you it, know, when, when it comes to comedy, that just doesn't Eddie cut Murphy it. Had, What's funny is, is orange man bad. Didn't Eddie Murphy have a character that lived in the sewer or something? Or was that another? He, I think he played Oscar the Grouch. Uh, uh, for fear of sounding racist, <laughs> I'll, I'll uh, pretend that I did not say that because I'm not <laughs> sure if it was Eddie Murphy or not. <laughs> I might have been someone else. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I don't understand where... I mean, it comes from liberal white people uh, holding this show in high regard where, yeah, you have Will Ferrell, you have Ruff Snyder, you have Adam Sandler. The, the, that's your legacy and we're expected to see this show as like the height of comedy when what the fuck is the height of comedy even like who like 
we've gotten to a point where now comedy, like it's not about making fun of things. It's not about being funny anymore. And now it's like, how virtuous can you be? So let's elevate this thing. And the jokes are not even jokes anymore. They're more like, I don't know. I'm just saying the thing that your liberal brain is thinking so you can relate to it, but it's not actually funny at all. But you know? hold on a second. Here, here's the thing though. That's all going to be washed away. Because like these periods of time are are never permanent. We've been saying this for uh, like five years. So. I know. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, that's completely true. But here's the thing: we've been in a 15 year time warp as far as that goes. I think it started decaying um, probably around 2007 to 2010, um, but it really locked into place and became like the firm, uh, you know, uh, set of rules around 2016. I think 2016 is obviously the tipping point for that, where they, you know, they literally make it clear, you can't joke about this. Otherwise you might have secret intentions. I, 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 I do view like the cancellation of world peace as the tipping point for that with Tim Heidecker, who again was making black jokes and these and that jokes on adult swim and uh, other venues only, you know, a couple of years before you watch the comedy it's a hilarious film, and he's doing the same exact thing. But when Adult Swim cashed out, and then Comedy Central followed suit, and all these companies that are owned by uh, AT and T did the same thing, where it's like, you know, you got to you you got to toe the party line with your comedy, and you can't do anything that might aid opposition to the Democratic National Convention. That's that's where everything shifted, and we haven't been able to shake that just yet. I do see uh, signs of it, kind of relaxing a little bit because people are are going back to sleep right which is kind of unfortunate right because it's, it just means like this is going to stay happening for longer um but uh any type of creative totalitarianism is never ever a permanent thing it could go on for a long time it could go on for 30 years but it, it's not going to be permanent and whatever happens during that time period that's like propped up as the comedy or the the thing right now the piece of art that matters right now uh, when it's actually something else, when something else is connecting, even if it's beneath the surface, even if it's suppressed, that's usually what's going to be remembered in the long term. Right. Well, I mean, worst case scenario, uh, <clears throat> you guys just move down here and we start making comedy from the 90s in the States because we're we're like 10 years, 20 years behind everything you guys do. Uh, so sure. so uh, we could be like the... Opie and Anthony from Costa Rica and get very the, successful. The Marx Brothers. I was just being, yeah, just doing really offensive shit that no one's making because that we don't have that here. Like that's the that's the thing that um, all of our content is pretty much from the states or like a copy of things that we've seen before in the states. Either that or Costa Rican comedy, which is just let's make fun of the regular Costa Rican that lives. Uh, you know, in rural areas and can't speak properly and carries a machete with him all the time because he's always working fields. So the comedy is that it's, it's these two guys can't read. Isn't that funny? hundred million in box office. I swear to God, <laughs> maybe not that much, but like, and, and enough where like a, a country of this size, uh, I think, I think the movie made like 10 million or 20 million or something, but like a million dollars here is like, you know, so that sure. they were able to make a movie of this ignorant guy that goes to Europe or whatever, and like that's the type of comedy that people enjoy here. The older Mr. ones, Bean. like <clears throat> yeah, Costa Rica Mr. Bean, pretty much. Uh, he talks though, which is unfortunate, but 
uh, younger people, thanks to the internet, are waking up a little bit more just because um, there's so much access to that type of thing. But there's enough audience here where if you just play a retard, <laughs> a retard pretty much, that is just kind-hearted. You're just a kind-hearted dummy, then you, you, you can make it, you know? We're still that Like stage. John Leguizamo in King of the Jungle, the HBO film where yes. he plays a mentally challenged man and screams, I'm king of the jungle, and points a gun. He also executive produced this movie. And uh, I think he was trying to go for the Emmy for Best Actor in a television film. This is uh, an urban world film. Urban world film. Is that his production Urbanworld.com. It might be. Is this before or so, after I Am Sam? No, before I Am Sam. Definitely before. This was, I, mm, I don't know about that. This is 2002, so it's right around the same time. So he might have been inspired by Sean Penn, one of our finest actors. I Am Sam is 2001. Okay, so he wanted okay, his I Am so, Sam. I think so. It's really <laughs> seems that way. That's great. Uh, That's fucking great. How many other actors did that? I wonder how many went just full for it. Because you have people like, um, really Italian name, that plays a perfect retard. Um, ah, fuck, what's his name? Little guy? Uh, fuck, I remember. Al Pacino. Anyways, you have you have actors that have played good retards with like real, real acting. And then you have Leonardo DiCaprio in Who Ate Gilbert Grape. Who, framed, who, who Ate who the Grape. <laughs> yeah, that's a great movie. Who Framed Roger Grape. Uh, uh, where you just laugh. Or... Rosie O'Donnell in that movie where he just like well that was the height of it that was the end uh, that was that that nobody tried it after that she fucking ruined it she went too uh, retarded oh uh, so funny it's so good but yeah I, I wonder how many real actors that have now uh buried hold on hold on hold on civic tv theme retard week what if we do what if we do movies where people play retarded people or utilize retarded people that sounds good to me you could do the Crispin Glover movies we were talking about. What is it? Have you ever seen any of those? No. Well, you could do that. I just watched a movie recently that would that use a real... Oh, no, no, no. It's an HBO show with Kate Winslet. And they brought out an actual Down Syndrome girl. And it's always so uncomfortable. It feels like they're... They're like mocking them. Are they playing it off like she doesn't have it? Like on American Horror Story? No, she... Did they do that? That's yeah. terrible. In American Horror Story, uh, you have the daughter who's just, she talks differently than she's, everyone she's, else. <laughs> it's she's, like, yeah. she's foreign, you know? <laughs> yeah, she's uh, she's four, even though she looks 30. <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> um, no, 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 no. It's more like the secret life of the American teen with, uh, what's her name? Shailene Woodley, who has no career now. She must really love drugs, you know? She got replaced mm -hmm. by Jennifer Lawrence. I remember she got arrested some hippie march. She had a real promising career ahead of her. She was going to be Mary Jane in Amazing Spider-Man 2. They cut out all her scenes, and she was never heard from again. She's not... I don't think she would have been. I don't... Yeah. No no big loss. No no big loss there. Was she in the... She was in the I think she was in The Fault in Our Stars with yeah. Ansel Elgord, and who, after being canceled for allegedly screaming the n-word in class in high school is back for <laughs> is that why really <laughs> it was it, that dropped the same week as some girl being like he forced me 
to have sex. He forced me to say the N word. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that might be like a good, here's what I was thinking. That might be a good tool to like, you know, if you're going to mess around with a girl and you don't know if she's going to try and meet to you, it's like, all right, here's how I know I can trust you is, can you just, can you send me a message that says the N word in it? So I can screen cap that and put it in my wallet. I'll print it up. I'm just going to record you saying the N-word before, just in case you decide to go rogue and I have something to hold against you. That is the only way to fully trust another person, I think, is to have them use that word in your presence and record it. (laughs) And uh, you just save it. That's how you know. Yeah, That's like the good encryption. That's the proton mail of secure friendships and relationships. Um. What, what, you save what, it in what three different clouds before? just in case. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Different cloud that's, accounts. Yeah. That's how. That's what you got to do. Uh, Ansel Elgort is coming back after he got accused. I mean, I wouldn't even say rape. She said, "I did agree to have sex with him, but I didn't want to, and he should have known I didn't want to, even though I didn't say no." Ah, uh, right. God, yeah. God, women are getting real, real on my nerves lately, <laughs> huh? Yeah. Bitches. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so he got hit with that and an N-word charge in the same week. And uh, took him out of commission for a while. But he had too many projects, I think, in development where uh, they couldn't really make him go away for good. It's not like Army Hammer. Army Hammer didn't have something in production that would have kept him going. Where it's like... Disney has an agreement with him and it's like, we have to have him still in the mix and you can avoid cancellation that way. Like James Gunn did. Right. Um, he's got Miami, not Miami vice. He has Tokyo vice from Michael Mann. Tokyo vice will be an HBO max series or an Amazon prime series. I think it, one of those two. Now I would be, I would be overjoyed about this typically, but it's based on a book from a writer named Jake Edelstein. And I read the book. That sounds very familiar. And, uh, I might have the name wrong. I believe that's correct, though. Uh, Tokyo Vice is about a dude who is investigating a sex trafficking ring in Japan. Sounds great, right? And especially yeah. if Michael Mann's going to adapt it into a limited <laughs> series. Except you're reading it, and you're this is a guy's first firsthand account. And he's talking about this and that. He's busting this and that. And then you notice like little peaks of social justice shit in there because he's, you know, Edelstein. Uh, he's <laughs> talking about like I was I was uh, I was being interviewed by these uh, Japanese Ooh, people. And they said so to me, hot. it was so humid. <laughs> oh, they were trying to interview me and I just kept sweating. <laughs> <laughs> His thing was, you know, these Japanese men that employed me had this thing about Jewish people where they just said, you know, the Jews cannot be trusted. And are you to be trusted, Mr. Edelstein? And I didn't understand why they would feel this way about me. They attacked me based on my ethnicity. And uh, anyway, he gets the job and then he just veers into, so I'm investigating these sex trafficked women. And then I met with the prostitute to talk to her. And he goes on for like eight pages detailing his sexual experience with the prostitute. And this happens regularly from like the halfway point onward. And he will veer into these sexual occasions 
and like gratuitously explain how he made women come and doing this and that. And I'm like, you disgusting perverted. I just could I couldn't, I couldn't palate it after a certain point. It made me sick that this man would take advantage of these poor, innocent prostitutes when he's investigating prostitutes who are being prostituted against their will, you know? And then you look up the man and he looks nothing like Ansel Elgort. He's got a big moldy face. I was about to say, he looks, Ansel Elgort has like a little boy, chubby face. This guy looks like Romanian. He looks like a lizard. He's got, he's got lumps all over his face. He's disgusting. He looks like a side character from The Sopranos. You know, someone just shows up for one episode and then gets killed or something. Yes. <clears throat> anyway, yeah, this show is going to probably be bad, I, I think. Maybe. Yeah. Could be good, but the book book is really bad. I don't know. This show has been going on too long, I think. this is We're, we're almost at the three-hour mark, so we're just rambling now. I'm starting to get a sore throat from talking <laughs> so much. Yeah. All right, let's wrap it. So Mortal Kombat, we both agree it's two thumbs up. Wait, uh, he's check only, it hold out. on, hold on, hold on. He's only written one book? And That's they... the book. He's a writer for the Daily Beast. Oh, my God. Okay, so we, yeah. All right. All right, so all the hope. Never mind. All right, cool. This show that I just found out about. Just, <laughs> I'm not excited about it at all. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Tokyo Vice. Uh, anyway, that's 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 been movies for this week. Tune in next week. What are we doing next week? Don't we have a show we were supposed to do? Uh, I don't know. There's a guest or something. Finish Survivor season one so we can finally get uh, Dakota Proctor on the show. Is is there a guest? I don't. I think we t- talked about a second episode that we were going to record, and we never decided what we were going to do it on. Right. It was going to be uh, so, the science fiction yeah. film that you recommended. Oh, come come true, come close. I forgot the name. Right, come true. I think <laughs> yeah, it's called. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Come true. I'll, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll look into that movie. See if I can uh, check it out. And we'll do a show on it if it's interesting enough. Anyway, uh, donate to the, if you're you're still somehow listening to this or watching this, go <laughs> donate to the fundraiser. Even a dollar helps. Uh, we're currently at two thousand six hundred dollars. Last I checked, and the the trailer on YouTube is at over five thousand views, two hundred thirty three thumbs up, no thumbs down. Check that out. Give it a thumbs up. Write a comment, and uh, keep on listening. Thank you for tuning into this one. We will see you for the next one. <laughs>